0: okay good evening everybody welcome to another edition of complete sports media's podcast i'm your host darren campbell and we're on the complete media network uh we're coming to you live on a monday evening uh we've had a great 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 weekend beautiful sunny day again today and joining me as usual to do a wrap-up of the weekend of sports is jason cameron hey buddy how's it going
1: Good, good. I'm I'm doing like much better today than I did over the course of this weekend. Um, I had my second vaccination shot on Friday. Uh, suffice it to say, it it didn't go as well as others. Um, I I had I had a rough time of it this weekend, but I'm wow. glad I got it, and I'm glad I'm over it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what type of shot was it? Was it the same as your first vaccination? Same same type. Yeah, it was it was Moderna. It was the I, I got that for my first and second.
1: Um, uh, the first time I got it, uh, unfortunately, it was uh, quite. Uh, it hurt my shoulder quite a bit. Second time, not as much, but uh, I did suffer. I guess uh, the, the the shakes and chills that some people will will get, and then the feverish um, uh, feelings at night, and then just wow. sweating through my bed sheets. And yeah, it Jeez. was. It was it wasn't a lot of
0: fun. It wasn't a lot of fun. Jeez. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I've I've actually heard other people get it, but uh I've been hearing that they had a, a different shot, their second shot, so their body wasn't quite um, you know, adapt be able to adapt to it or something. And so uh this is the first time I had heard of uh others that um yeah had the same shot and, and got those symptoms. So yeah I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was surprised when uh, we texted over the weekend, and you told me you were having such a rough go of it. That's that's really crappy. Uh, I, I I've yet to have my second shot, but uh, I guess uh, that kind of makes me a little nervous. Not really wanting to get it done. I hate uh, I hate getting sick, and it's it's too bad when that happens.
1: It, it is, but at least the good thing is it didn't like last for a week. It yeah. was it was two days, one day in particular, really, really bad, but yeah. it's, you know, two days and then you're done uh, for in the grand scheme of things. It's not that bad.
0: So. Yeah. COVID would be a lot worse for sure. And uh, at least now you've got the double dose and yeah, I guess um, a lot of people consider you a lot safer. Uh, yeah. It's been kind of bizarre lately. Um, I don't think about COVID too much when I'm home, but uh, as soon as I, Leave home. You see people with masks, uh, but it has has really um, changed a lot lately. Going, you know, into restaurants and you don't have to wear a mask. You could walk into a store. Uh, there's a lot of stores that don't, uh, you know, uh, require you to wear a mask. And uh, yesterday, I partied amongst uh, thousands of people, and I didn't see masks around. Uh, we had a huge celebration down on Commercial Drive, Little Italy here for. Italy's huge win in the Euro Cup, and um, it was a it was a party. It was a full on big dance party, street party. Okay, so my
1: next question to you, Darren, is: Did you show your card and say, "Yes, I have one shot. I have one vaccination. I'm good. I'm good to be here." Did you show uh, your card?
0: Were people flashing their cards at this party? No, no, I didn't see any cards. Didn't see. Didn't see anybody uh, really going for it. Uh, I started thinking today, you know how they keep calling. Uh, they talk about this D variant being the biggest one lately, and and the newest stream that you got to be worried about. I was thinking now there's going to be a UEFA variant because I think there was. I think there was parties all over. Those Italians sure know how to party, and and most of the cities, big cities I've lived in, they have an Italian district and. I bet you there was some very big rockin' parties in all of those places. As, as there should have been. You know, like the, the yeah.
1: Italians, they, they did it. They did it. But it, they, yeah. they had to work for that. I believe yeah. they wanted a shootout, right?
0: They did, yeah. Yeah, it was penalty kicks, shootout. It was, um, yeah, quite the game because England scored two minutes in, the fastest goal ever in a Euro Cup final. And all of a sudden, the, the whole place just whoosh the atmosphere was really out of the building i'm thinking oh oh, man this would suck because england does not party the same as italians and we wouldn't have had that much fun so uh luckily in the second half they got a huge goal uh the place erupted i i started feeling this really really good and then all the way into extra time 30 minutes extra time no goals and so now we've got the shootout and I talked to a lot of people and a lot of people hate that that's the way a final is going to end. It goes to, you know, that instead of a golden goal, a guy scoring, you know, on a really brilliant play. It's down to if a guy, you know, kicks it in the corner of the net and the goalie doesn't save it or he saves it. Like as this, this one ended up, uh, it it was a tough way to end it for England, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, I was cheering for Italy anyway.
1: Well, it, it's tough, but I, I, I feel for, like, I believe it was the 19-year-old that had his shot saved, yeah. and he was devastated by that, but, yeah. you know, if I'm that young man, I have to remember, it's like, oh, wait, wait, I'm only 19, I got so
0: much more money to make,
1: I'm going
0: to be okay, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. be okay, that's what he like, Yeah, yeah I'm, sure that, I'm sure he was, I don't think he was thinking about money uh, very much uh, <laughs> yesterday, but. Uh, there there was questions of the coach putting in such a young guy in such a tough situation. He had, you know, he has a, a complement of 11 guys that he can throw in there. And um, he had subbed out a couple of his guys late in that game and brought in those younger guys trying to press for a goal. And, um, yeah, they were questioning his uh up the five guys that he put out there three of them were stopped and didn't score and um, yeah italy scored three goals they only scored two and uh, i felt I, I feel bad for a guy though you know it's so much pressure you know one guy hit the post the other guy got a save uh, made on him uh it was yeah it's tough uh but you're right uh their lives are gonna be pretty damn good they're gonna make a lot of money and have a really great life i'm sure
1: yeah, no. And also, too, like, that's what I would try to remember. It's like, but yeah. also, too, you can't be afraid of failure. If you want to be yeah. the best, you got to know that these are the positions that you want to be put in. This is yeah. where this is. This is how you actually make all that bread, all that money. True. Is to yeah. be in these positions. So hopefully yeah. he doesn't lose heart and he continues to want to be put in those positions to try to succeed and not afraid of failure
0: yeah brilliant uh, very good point there yeah you just have to step up and do it and if you fail you fail uh, you know there's uh, you know I think Michael Jordan said you know I had the ball in my hands so many times you know as the last shot and i I didn't make the shot and th- but that that's the reason why I succeed is you know I learn from those misses and I learn from those failures and they keep trusting me and I you know I've, I eventually, uh, you know score them and a lot of yeah a lot of people would have shied away from it would have been like hiding their face didn't want the coach to even look at him but you know all those guys stepped up and good on them and but yeah I I saw a sign yesterday that just wrapped it up for me it said lasagna is much better than shepherd's pie <laughs> and I I was like "Yep, yeah, very true and uh, if England would have won the party wouldn't have been just there at all. Um, I don't know. I, I just hate, hate to even think how, you know, they wouldn't have just been there. They, they ended up having a DJ. They had a dance party. We partied there till I think, um, eight, eight, nine o'clock at night. And it was just going, and going and going. It was incredible. Like, I just was soaked head to toe in champagne, beer, other drinks. They allowed everybody to just drink on the streets. So, the cops were all hanging around being on the outside but they just allowed people to walk into the liquor store buy your drinks just drink out on the street full on free for all they just locked off commercial from First North and uh it was just full on it was amazing it was incredible time That that's cool man they didn't they beat anybody they didn't beat any revelers so that,
1: wow they they yeah. have come a long way Okay no that's, that's pretty cool. That's good. I'm glad that they allowed it to happen, and I'm glad that the revelers and the partiers actually behave
0: themselves and conduct themselves in an appropriate manner. I was um I was considering watching the game at my house. I'd watched a, a few of the games out and about at, at some of the establishments around, and uh, I was at home, and then I don't know, I was just talking to friends, and they're like, you know, you should get out. You should watch it somewhere. I'm like, yeah. So I went down to commercial, and I was like, oh my God, am I ever happy I came out. I I had that FOMO, that fear of missing out, just pounding to me, pounding me, pounding me. And I thought, yeah, I just got to be here. I just got to be here. And it was phenomenal. It was just amazing. Uh, Yeah. It was such a fun time. I've I've got some video to share with you and uh, our viewers and listeners. Um, It was a blast. I I can't uh, tell you how enough, how incredible it was and, (laughs) Let's uh, let's bring it up here. Uh, okay, so where am I gonna do it? Oh, there we go. Uh, I guess. Okay. Uh, here we go. Oh, here's the party outside. This was uh, the celebration. This is the corner of Grant and Commercial, and uh, it was fun. <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. here we go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, so that was the outside. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. <laughs> I'm having I saw a lot of oh, no. smoke. Popping I'm smoke. Having, That's pretty good. Yeah, we had a lot of smoke there. Yeah. Uh, okay, and uh, I got to share the when the winning goal was scored. Uh, it was absolutely pandemonium there as well. Okay. No. Why am I having so much <laughs> trouble with my share screen? <laughs> there we go. There
1: you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, this, this was a blast. Okay. <laughs> the woman that you can see in the white uh, right in the front of the screen there yeah uh she she yelled out Please Jesus, please Jesus, please Jesus, a <laughs> hundred times as we were uh, we were going. It was uh, now I'm frozen. Are you frozen? <laughs> yeah, I
1: love seeing that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now you're
0: frozen. Okay, holy crap! Uh, yeah, some issues with uh, <laughs> some issues with the sharing today. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a great place to be. Uh, really fun. Bumped into friends down there. We had an absolute ball. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a really great tournament. Lots of those soccer tournaments I just get so full into. I go to a lot of the houses. I go to a lot of the places where the home nation is likely going to win and usually I uh, get to celebrate and have a blast. And uh, I, I took it a little easier this year, well, a lot easier this year compared to other times, mostly for COVID and that kind of thing. Uh, when the Euro, uh, when the world cup was here, um, 2016, I partied so hard. I barely slept for like a month. <laughs> I have to wake up first thing in the morning. Cause the games were like seven, nine and 11. I think they were, yeah. so the bars would be opening at 7am for us to go into and And, uh, <laughs> the party was really legendary. Uh, no, I didn't party as hard as I did during the Olympics when they were here. But um, that that was pretty good. But today, I'm telling you, I I don't get hungover. But, uh, man, I didn't feel good today at all. I felt just rough. I just could not get out of bed. And I was super happy. Today was a day that I could chill. I could take it easy. We could do this podcast that night. I didn't even have to rush to, you know, get ready for this. I I had all day. So, Uh, but, um, yeah, I I wouldn't call it a hangover, but I would call it just a my Euro Cup Blues, they're all done, but uh, sure, great way to end it. Yeah, no, it, that looked like a ton of fun. Um,
1: I wish I could have joined you, but, you know, work and all, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that, uh, yeah, responsibility stuff, tough, tough, tough. Yeah, uh, yeah there were so many good things on this weekend. Um, there was, th- There was that, the Euro Cup. The Tampa Bay Lightning had their boat parade. They have a phenomenal boat parade. If you, anybody hasn't seen that online, uh, find it. It is a ball. That's the second year in a row for them. Um, <laughs> Kucherov, their uh, their top player, he, uh, he's he been just partying like crazy. He kind of reminds me of how Ovechkin partied when the Washington won the Stanley Cup. He was just... Just pouring beer and champagne in his mouth. Hasn't been. I don't think he's worn a shirt for like a week. And and they just have this incredible area where they can just ride their boats along, and just all the fans can line the. I don't know exactly what beach or where it exactly is, but looks like a hell of a party. and, And that was fun. I I I had some video to show, but I'm having some problems with the share, so I won't bother. But. It, 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 find it online. It's a it's a hilarious thing. Yeah, well, I, I saw I saw a little bit of I guess they're I
1: guess they're calling it legendary now of Kucherov's uh, post post interview after they won the cup, yeah. and he was shirtless drinking beer. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I want to say I think the last time we saw somebody anybody doing this was back in the seventies and eighties. What, is he doing this throwback? It's like, oh, it's yeah. back in the day again. I'm drinking beer. I got my shirt off, and I'm telling you how it is.
0: It was yeah. awesome. It was cool. It was so awesome, yeah. He he even, like, uh, gave it to the Montreal fans because Montreal won the fourth game, and he's like, what the hell are they doing? They were celebrating like they won the cup already, went a bunch of idiots. and He <laughs> said, uh, you know, hilarious things, so many funny things. And he was drinking Bud Light that whole time. And uh, I saw this ad on Twitter that said, "He's a, he's we're sponsoring him now. We don't even have to ask him. We're paying him money for doing what he did." And he, he just boom immediately had a new sponsor. It was pretty wild. Yeah, that was a yeah. Like you say, they're calling it legendary already. Well, or savvy move by his part. It's like, oh, watch this. These
1: guys are gonna give me a ton of money.
0: <laughs> yeah. okay yeah really brilliant yeah like i mentioned uh you know these guys have poll with what they're drinking uh when ronaldo moved those cokes off the table and the thing went down a billion dollars in value uh yeah now this guy's got some serious cash coming in from bud light Those pretty cool but yeah really fun to see that boat parade uh wimbledon uh Novak Djokovic got his 20th Wimbledon title, or 20th Grand Slam title, his 6th Wimbledon title. Uh, Amazing uh, accomplishment. He's caught Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. Now they all have 20 Grand Slam victories in their careers, and they have won 60 out of the last 71 Grand Slam championships. So it's incredible to be in this era for the three of the greatest of all time. Uh, But uh, I think Novak has that title now. Uh, He'll definitely get that title if he wins 21 or more. Um, But I think he's considered the greatest of all time. And it's pretty incredible from a guy from Serbia who was able to uh, reach those heights, especially in the area of the other two guys.
1: It's it's an incredible generation of tennis players that we've just lived, that we're living through at this moment, where you're seeing three guys that are just going pretty much neck and neck for who's the best. Yeah. Like 60 grand slams between three guys, that's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. that's ridiculous. That's it's so that's amazing, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I'm Yeah, I, I'm blown away by it. It's fun to watch. I got up early and watched them do it before the, the Euro Cup game and, and uh, really neat. Um, I, I started thinking to myself – uh, you know, we've talked about Serbia so much in the past few weeks. Uh, Renata keeps sending me, hey, did you see this? Did you hear another Serbian did this? And I'm like, okay, well, this is C- this is CSM, the Complete Sports Media. Maybe we're going to have to call it Complete Serbian Media now, showing so many things. Uh, I, I want to share the Novak celebration. It's pretty cool to see um, he decides to go into the crowd and hug his team when he uh, wins the championship. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. He posted this on Twitter himself.
2: Mm-hmm. Spectacular
0: success he's had.
2: Oh. Oh. I
0: think his way to the box. <laughs>
2: Door has been put in place, <laughs> and Boris, you played your part in this record breaking
1: run. Right? Yeah, but it's nice to see the core circle really celebrating together. It's very difficult, those three weeks just the to hotel and the club,
0: and you need. Takes takes time to get a selfie here with the kid. Oh. This kid's pretty uh pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Supernovac. Supernova. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, really neat. Amazing. Incredible accomplishment, and, you know, yeah, just to, you know, see him do it. Uh, and he's got a better head-to-head record against the other two guys. Uh, he's going for a calendar grand slam. He's won the first three this year in New York, U.S. Open coming up soon. Uh, he's going for the calendar grand slam, and it's uh, only happened once ever before in the open era for men. Rod Labor back in 1962, so... Uh, there'll be a lot of pressure on him, a lot of eyeballs on him, but uh, yeah, good on him. Uh, incredible accomplishment and he'll be the betting favorite going in. The other Serbian thing I got to mention is Canada, Serbia played in the under 19 basketball championships uh, over this past weekend and Canada was able to come from behind and win 101-92. Uh, some really super talented guys on that team. And uh, it was great to see. I watched a ton of that game, and really nice. Uh, Canada got the bronze. Serbia ended up t- uh, coming in fourth. And uh, yeah, two great basketball nations facing off each other. Um, yeah, take a look at some of the highlights. Uh, we've got a seven foot four guy that's only eighteen years old. Uh, that's really looking good. And uh, Nem Hart is the other guy. on uh, uh, one of the guys um, w- was uh, one of the, instrumental in the NCAA championship. Uh, this is his brother coming up. Uh, I'm sure he'll be uh, be going to one of the top colleges soon. And uh, yeah, lots of great basketball action uh, there for sure.
1: Okay, that's awesome. And yeah. Nemhart, uh, that that's uh, the Gonzaga player, right?
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to talk a lot about the NBA. Uh, game three just happened uh, yesterday. But uh, there's been a lot of talk about the uh, exhibition games going for the uh, Olympics, and the U.S. has been beat uh, the first two games in this exhibition schedule. Yesterday, they got beat by Nigeria, 98-87, and today they got beat by Australia, 91-83. Uh, it was a shock to the world yesterday, Nigeria's first, be- uh, first time in African. Team has ever beat this um, USA team. Uh, 1992, we had the Dream Team, and they were able to, uh, yeah, just show the world how superior they were. Uh, about uh, nine years ago, 20, I think it was 2012, um, Team USA beat Nigeria by 83 points. Uh, five years ago, they beat them by 43 points, uh, but they lost to them yesterday. And there, was, uh, there are seven NBA players on Team Nigeria. Um, not, not, no big stars like the U.S. have, but huge win for them. And then I didn't see any highlights yet, but uh, final score in Vegas today, Australia defeating the U.S. Uh, 91-83. So 0-2 in this exhibition schedule heading to uh, Tokyo uh, in a few weeks for the uh, Olympics. Doesn't really look good. Uh, I think they're going to get a lot of criticism, a lot of pressure. Uh, Greg Popovich is uh, fronting this bunch, and uh, they've got some. They've got some guys. They got some stars, but uh, not a good way to start uh, this exhibition schedule. What is
1: Pop doing? What is he doing? <laughs> How could he even allow that to happen? That's a Popovich team, man. I, I, am shocked. Yeah. I'm stunned and I'm shocked. I don't even know what to say. Like, are they? Are they? Are they? Are they treating it like Allen Iverson does? Practice? <laughs> talking about practice? Yeah. is that what they're doing right now? Because they're just like, I the "real thing," so we don't care. I, I don't, because even if it's not the real thing, even if they don't really care, those teams
0: can't beat you. They should be able yeah. to ever
1: beat
0: you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Nigeria, they um, they actually won today as well. They uh, they end up beating Argentina, so they they seem like a force to be reckoned with. Not a lot of people were taking them seriously, but. Uh, team USA seemed to play uh, pretty individualistic. Uh, Nigeria had about three weeks of practice and, and a few games going into this one. Uh, team USA has only been together for four days. So you and I talked about that as being a problem when Canada was eliminated. Uh, not, a, not, not really a, an, not enough way to get some cohesion and some team chemistry. Uh, KD was only two of his first 11. He ended up finishing with 17 points. Bradley Beal was only one of nine. Lillard missed uh, several open looks at, at the end of the game. Uh, Jason Tatum was 15.7 rebounds, but Nigeria had 23 pointers, 20 of 42 from downtown. Uh, spread the ball around really well with 21 assists. Uh, NBA player Gabe Vincent led the way with 21 points. He was six of eight with uh, six of eight for three point range, and um, yeah, they have uh, some pretty decent. Guys on that team, but um, USA shouldn't be losing to anybody with the stacked uh, amount of guys that they have. Yeah, because like you know, like it's just superstars, it's a roster of superstars. So,
1: yeah. um, yes, there has to be something said about team cohesion. Obviously, these guys have never put, like really played with each other in this uh, capacity. But yeah. at the end of the day, oh man, they should be able to figure it out, anyways. Regardless,
0: <laughs> regardless. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Uh, I guess. Um, yeah. We'll have to watch as this exhibition schedule goes along a little bit more and uh, yeah, see how they fare in the Olympics. Uh, uh, they seem to get the you know biggest interest in the Olympics. Um, tons of people want to see the dream team and these guys put together. Um, they've, they have been uh, before this tournament, 54 and two in exhibition schedules. And, uh, you know, the dream team and, you know, so many of these, Team USA teams have been uh, super dominant. But uh, so far, uh, they're struggling big time. Uh, right now, currently, uh, the home run derby in the MLB has just finished. And Pete Alonso from the New York Mets has defended his crown. Uh, super fun to watch. I watched a ton of this early and uh, just wrapped up uh, two times in a row. Pete Alonso, the Mets uh, big basher. Got the victory and, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I've, I've recorded it, so I'm going to get to watch it a little bit after this. But, um, yeah, he, he hit 33 home runs in the first round. Uh, Full-time, a big record uh, ever in uh, home run derbies. And uh, Shohei Ohtani, the betting favorite, uh, got beat in a uh, swing-off. Uh, him and Juan Soto tied with 22 home runs in the first round. They both got another minute, both hit six. Then they got three swings each, and uh, Soto hit three home runs, and Otani missed his first one, so he was eliminated. But, uh, yeah, tons of fun. Okay, so now we've uh, got to talk about uh, the NBA playoffs, uh, NBA final. Uh, we're three games in. Phoenix was uh, the dominant team in in Phoenix. They played really well. Um Milwaukee uh, yeah just wasn't able to put things together but uh game three was a big difference uh, Milwaukee seemed to really run away with this uh they get a 120 100 victory uh Giannis was spectacular uh the other guys that you and I said needed to step up did and um, yeah now we've got a series uh I think uh Phoenix Suns fans and that team should be a little worried uh They've got some confidence now in Milwaukee, and uh, yeah, I think they're going to be able to make this a long series. They do now because uh, they managed to get home
1: to their to their the comfortable confines of home and their own like uh, their fans at home, and it you could tell you could tell that they were more comfortable, obviously, and uh, their offense was flowing. But more importantly, Giannis was an absolute monster. He was a beast. Yeah. He was literally unstoppable in this game. Like yeah. if they lose this series I think Giannis has now put it in his head it's not going to be on me it's not going to be on me I'm going to do yeah. everything in my power to to win this series and win this win this for the for Milwaukee. Uh, he's the sixth player ever to have back-to-back 40 and 10 get 40 points and 10 rebounds. Sixth player. And yeah. and he's done it in his third game in the finals. He's got yeah. two games like that. Then that's yeah. literally amazing. That, that is so freaking unbelievable. It's, and, and now I think he's figured out the fact that I'm not gonna shoot the three. I'm just <laughs> gonna to drive to the hoop and nobody yeah. can stop me. Nobody can do anything about it. Like the, he had one play, I believe in the second half where he eurostepped right around Tory Craig like he was a pylon, like he wasn't <laughs> yeah. even there. And I'm just yeah. like, okay, if that guy can do that like with that little effort, should just keep doing that all the time and he really did that this game
0: yeah well he was 14 for 23 from the field 61 percent and every bucket that he scored was within five feet of the hoop uh you you can see a shot chart and it's just all right in the paint right in the middle there but he's so long he's so athletic uh when he takes a step or two he can go from three-point line to the hoop and go around guys he's He's so athletic. He's so long. He has just such a, an amazing ability to maneuver through crowd and get the hoop. Uh, yeah, he just he doesn't need to shoot from outside to be super super dominant. I don't know why Ben Simmons didn't figure that out. He didn't uh, realize that you know he could just get inside and and score like that. Uh, finally, Giannis uh, looked good from the free throw line. And uh, I think not having the opposing fans counting, counting, counting while he was there, I think that made a huge difference for him. He ended up, uh, I think it was 13 for 17 from the Ooh. line, which is great for him. Uh, he actually had more free throws than the entire Suns team combined. And uh, Monty Williams was pretty pissed about that. That's the second uh, game in a row that that's the case. Um, should we be thinking that, the uh, officials are a little bit uh, biased and and hoping to uh, you know make this more of a series when the you know the one guy gets more trips to the line than the other n- entire team. Well, that's well. First off, that's Monty's job
1: is to make sure that he's in the ref's ear to make sure that that disparagement is not a thing for the next game. So he's doing his job in that respect. But also too. Giannis is doing his job by making these guys foul him all the time as he's going hard to the hoop. And yeah. on top of that, he's now made, he's making his free throws, but the fans are helping him at home. You hear how quiet it is when he's yeah. taking those free throws? I yeah. know. You can hear a pen drop in that hoop. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's saying nothing. It's like, oh, man, let's let the man work.
0: All right. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it was really cool. And the other thing that jumps out at me was the amount of support. Uh, It's so loud in there, and there was 25,000 fans out in that Deer District. Uh, It's great to see these smaller market teams get the fan support behind them, and to be more fans outside than inside, that's pretty incredible. No, no, that was just awesome,
1: stupendous to see. It's, it's, it's great to see that the fans and then the city is really supporting their team because they, they, they want them to win. It's been 50 years, 50 yeah. years.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool seeing some of the graphics that come up and they're comparing him to Shaq and MJ and Jerry West. And, you know, we're seeing uh, these names of these legendary figures that have done incredible things in finals and won championships. And Giannis is in the same breath as a lot of them now. He's being uh, compared to a lot of them. Uh, I, I I see that you know most of these guys have a lot of rings to fall back on. So uh, if he's going to be mentioned in those legendary status, he has to win a you know a few rings. Uh, he was able to take this team when they went down 0-2 against Brooklyn, win four of the next five, and take that series. Uh, do you think he's able to pull this off in this in this series? I think so. I think he I think he can do it, but he
1: needs somebody else to help him, like I think he'll get his points, he'll get his stats. he'll do everything in his power to try to will his team to win, but he'll he needs a running mate to be right there with him to help him just get over the hump as it yep. were, and one of those guys, or both of those guys, one of them has to be Milton or holiday and yeah. It's got to be one or two, and they got to be with him the entire way if they want to win this series. Because the Suns, as a team, are going to be really, really hard to beat.
0: Yeah, yeah, they sure are. Yeah, uh, Devin Booker uh, only played 29 minutes, uh, 10 points. He was really struggling. Didn't seem to, didn't seem to have it. Um, was it something that uh, Milwaukee was doing, or was it just a, an off night for Booker? I'd say it was an off night for Booker,
1: I I think. And I think actually Monty Williams did the right thing in and just resting him because I think he knew that it was not going to be the sun's night. So you might as well get your superstar his rest so that he can come back fresh and with that killer instinct for the next game. So I thought that was a savvy move on Monty Williams' part.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, it seemed out of reach uh, when Milwaukee went on that huge run. Uh, it just looked, um, you know, out of out of reach. Uh, Deandre Ayton was out early, foul trouble. Uh, he needs to stay in the game. He needs to get to his spot a little sooner, so he's not going to get these quick early fouls. Uh, I don't think uh, if he goes out early in any game, I think Phoenix is in a lot of trouble. Uh, they just uh, when they lost Dario Saric. Uh, Frank Kaminsky is just, you know, not the same type of player. I just don't think they have the front court to be able to defend uh, Giannis and, and the big men like Brooke and stuff. Um, uh, they were in trouble with Ayton in foul trouble like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aiton's got to
1: be smart with his fouls because once he goes out, there's nobody that can guard the paint. Like Kaminsky's not doing it because he yeah. doesn't have the athleticism nor the talent to guard guys like Lopez or especially Giannis.
0: Especially yeah. CP3 was uh, pretty decent, nineteen and nine. But uh, Mikhail Bridges was nowhere. He only got four points. I don't know what happened uh, with his game. Uh, Cam Johnson looked good, but um, yeah, they need contributions from Bridges. They need more from Booker and more minutes from A- for Aiden. He was out. Uh, Middleton looked great. He, he good good stat line. Same with Drew Holiday. Uh, I mentioned it to you before the game that uh, you know I thought those guys were going to have the best game of the play of the series for them, and they both stepped up and played great. Well, they had to because this was absolutely
1: a must-win for the Bucks because if they go down 3-0, well, pretty much the series is over. It's done. Um, So, so those guys had to step up, and and Middleton with 18 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and Holiday with 21 points, five rebounds, and nine assists. They stepped up, and they gave. Giannis, the, the help that he needed to win this
0: game, to win this yeah. must-win game. For some reason, uh, Phoenix is only one and three and out of game threes. Uh, they're thirteen and two the rest of the playoffs. Uh, the Bucks are eight and one now at home. Uh, they take most of their losses on the road. So uh, all signs point to this series getting tied up on Wednesday night. I think so.
1: I, I think so. I think that's what exactly happens. But I think this. Uh, I think Game Four is going to be closer. But I think the yeah. Bucs still tie up this series when it and it goes back
0: to Phoenix tied two two. Yeah, I think um, these two game two days between each game has really benefited Giannis as well. Uh, obviously, with that hyperextended knee, he was uh, banged up in that first game. A lot of people were wondering if he was even to play at all. Um, but he's, um, yeah, he's looking back to his normal self um, coming in now. And he gets two more off days between Wednesday's again. Yeah, uh, he, he's managed to heal himself
1: like Wolverine, which is awesome. And then all credit to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, medical staff to get him back on his feet as quickly as he has. And then also, too, credit to Giannis for putting in the work uh, over the course of the regular season so that even when he was injured, he still had the capacity to come back quickly, recover quickly.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, can't wait for Wednesday. Uh, I feel like, yeah, it's probably going to be 2-2 heading back to Phoenix, and we've got a best of three going in. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it's a series. I would have hated to see it a sweep or, you know, up 3-0. Then, you know, most people are tuning out. You and I talked that, um, you know, it could be, a lot less fan support uh, watching these games on TV, but if it would have been 3-0, uh, a lot of people would have just said, "That's done. It's over with." But we've got a series now for sure.
1: Yeah, we have a series. It's going to be exciting, and uh, I, I just, I just can't wait to see what Giannis does next. Like, yeah. will he, will he have another 40-point game? <laughs> Which he could. He could definitely do that. So, yeah, because right now he's feeling himself and he's looking good out there
0: yeah yeah exactly so all right well cool well uh why don't we switch to the ufc and finish off the podcast talking about uh mixed martial arts um huge huge card ufc 264 from the t-mobile arena huge crowd lots of energy obviously the much anticipated trilogy fight between dustin poirier and conor mcgregor and uh that first round delivered a lot of things a lot of action Unfortunately, we didn't see any more rounds after that. Uh, Really ugly looking leg break. Uh, We've had to endure that a few times, but I've never seen somebody break their leg off of uh, twisting their ankle like that. Uh, It was ugly. And uh, yeah, Connor had to undergo three and a half hours of surgery yesterday. Uh, He said he's good. And I I do have a little clip to play in a second. But um, yeah, tell me your thoughts about uh, the main event
1: there's a lot of animosity between these two guys. They yeah. really do not like each other. Like they no. really do not like each other to the point where I'm like, I don't know what was personally said between the two, but it, it, it's turned, it's turning kind of nasty, but no. very enjoyable for us fans. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I got to say that uh, they came out and they tried to hurt each other, hurt one another in that first round. They, they came out with an intensity that I haven't seen kind of in the first two fights. Like yeah. that, that was real intensity. And Connor came out with a purpose, leg kicks, to try to take out that lead leg of Poirier's. Big time. But I think Poirier was, he was clearly prepared for that because he checked a lot of those leg kicks. And I believe, as Poirier said in his post-fight interview, one of those check leg kicks, that's when Connor actually cracked that bone. Wow. I I I, I wow. firmly believe that because even when he got up and he threw that punch, if you see that, if you see his leg placement on that instant replay on the slow-mo, mm-hmm. his leg didn't even look right when he was throwing the punch. Wow. And then when he took the step back, that's when it broke. And I was like, it didn't look right
0: then. Crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I didn't really. I didn't really think uh, Poirier checked a ton of the kicks, but the one kick that I saw that uh, seemed to be the one that they pointed to was it hitting his knee, and um, uh, yeah, kind of hard to see, but it sort of looks like Connor's um, ankle, yeah, folded a little bit on the front, and so yeah, maybe that's the case. Um, Connor was really angry and adamant that he didn't check it, any of those kicks. He he wasn't. Uh, believe in Poirier when he said that. Um, his post-fight comments were called classless. They were called disgusting. They were heavily criticized. Uh, I thought it was just Connor being Connor and, you know, trying to hype up another fight. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw and heard what he said and the, the backlash against him?
1: I... I think it came from a sense of he got cheated out of the fight that he wanted. And he was extremely frustrated because his body gave out on him. That's what I kind of thought all of that animosity was kind of really coming from, was that he was just extremely frustrated that this fight ended that way. And also, too, because the fact that now Poirier actually has all the leverage here for the fourth fight, he can easily just say, Ah, forget that. I don't want to fight him anymore. I won yeah. already. Like, True. he has all the leverage. He does yeah. not have to make this fight happen. And so, the way I look at it is if I'm Poirier, I tell Dana White, this is the number I need for okay. this fight to happen. Or else, sure. guess what, Dana? Yeah. The fight ain't happening. And that's it. He doesn't actually need to negotiate this sure. fourth fight. If he wants, yeah. if they want the fourth fight, he all he has to say, you pay me this much, or it's not going to happen. That's yeah. I'm
0: done with this guy. Well, I I think he's next in line for Charles Oliveira's belt, and uh, we'll have to see how that uh, plays out. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lucrative fight between him and Conor McGregor probably, but yeah, he does have that leverage, and yeah, doesn't have to ever do it again. And uh, personally, you know, uh, you know, if the money's not an issue for him, I might just not really want to be around that guy for a while. And, yeah. You know, not have to endure the slander and the things that he's talking about. Tell uh, you know, he uh, he's It seemed to bother Poirier um, the way Connor was saying and the things that he said. Oh yeah, no, like he was disgusted by it. Like especially with the fact that I
1: I, I don't know about you, but for me, if you're fighting another man, then that's the fight between the, you and another man. You don't bring family into it. No. You don't bring spouses into it it's just yeah. a no-go that's a no-go you just don't go there and that's and he went there Yeah. and i'm sorry but that's 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 classless that's yeah. it's disgusting behavior you just don't go there why would you need to go there yeah. you know you lower yourself when you do those kind of things
0: yeah well I, I'm, I'm not sure if connor listens to anybody or he just has his own plan but uh you know when he was uh, talking out to Khabib, trying to hype up their fight. Anytime they would get together, he would just—he would seem to just pick everything that he could. He would like go, "Okay, I'm going to pick on his religion. Then I'm going to pick on his dad. Then I'm going to pick on, you know, his culture. Then I'm going to pick on his, you know, whoever." And he'd just—he'd just go bang, 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 bang. And I think he realized that if he, you know, disparaged his wife and said things about his wife, it would make Dustin. Angry to the point where maybe he, uh, you know, couldn't focus and, and have the best performance from him. So you know, it's no excuse, but yeah, it's 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 Connor's modus operandi. He seems to just uh, find all the things that are really going to push the guys' buttons and really going to hype up the fight, make you know lots of animosity, lots of anger, and uh, it's you know created him. Uh, they they made a list earlier in the the night that said he was the highest paid athlete. Uh, last year, $180 million um, he made. Uh, so, you know, he he has used his gift of the gab and uh, the things that he says to make him a hell, hell of a lot of money. Yes, he has. And he's made a lot
1: of money. But does he have the, the real respect of his peers?
0: No, probably not. I, yeah. I
1: would say no, man. I, I, I honestly don't. I don't think his actual peers that are in the fight game Really respect that dude at all. Yeah, you yeah. made money, man, but you're still a clown.
0: Yeah, that was his uh, first back-to-back loss, but he's um, only one in three in his last four. Uh, do you think he fully recovers from this?
1: Oh, I, I
0: think he does, but I, I
1: kind, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of feel that. Like I said before, I don't think Dustin will take this fourth fight because I, I yeah. think he doesn't want any part of this dude. I think he's really done with him. And if they do make the fight, I think Dustin will negotiate like this. You're going to pay me this much money or else that fight will never happen. And yeah. guess what? I'm not negotiating with you. It's either that dollar amount or it's never going to happen.
0: Cool, and that's yeah. it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I would dictate that too. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's just—I've uh, got Conor McGregor's Twitter account. Uh, he put a—he put a post up after the surgery. Uh, let's just listen to that now. <clears throat> What's
2: up, fight fans? The Notorious here just out of the surgery room everything went to plan and everything went perfect i'm feeling tremendous we got six weeks on a crutch now and then we begin to build back and you know i want to thank all the fans all around the world for your messages of support i hope you all enjoyed the show i want to thank all the fans in attendance at the t-mobile arena Twenty-one thousand eight hundred fans in attendance the place was absolutely electric Um, It would have been, it was a hell of a first round. It would have been nice to get into that second round and then, you know, to see what's what. But it is what it is. That's the nature of the business. A clean break of the tibia. And it was not to be. You know, Dustin, you can celebrate that illegitimate win all you want. But you've done nothing in there. That second round would have shown all. And, you know, onwards and upwards we go, team. We dust ourselves off. We build ourselves back. And we come back better than ever. Let's go, team.
0: Okay, so yeah, any thoughts there? Uh, him calling it an illegitimate win. What are your thoughts? I I think he's I think he realizes that even with his illegitimate
1: win, he's 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 almost it's almost like his relevancy is fading. Yeah, and I think he really knows that's the thing that's what's happening to him right now, and then that's why he's like. It, it's not a real win. He really, like, you know, I hurt myself, and yada, yada, yada. Excuses yeah. upon excuses. That's all I'm hearing from. Excuses yeah. upon excuses. So, and I think he knows that he's he's right there to where he's almost kind of out of the fight game, and he's not relevant anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uh, definitely uh, yeah fading, and he's not uh, going to be very popular. Um, yeah, there's... uh uh, he said, you know, the UFC needs guys like me. Uh, he likes being the villain, and he, you know, he's, he talks himself into a lot of fights. Um, there was a lot of commentary from ESPN guys after. Uh, Max Kellerman, uh, Stephen A. Smith, and Teddy Atlas were some of those analysts. Um, uh, Stephen A. Smith drives me crazy. Uh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think he should be commenting on on Mixed Martial Arts, but um, what do you think of Kellerman and Atlas, the two boxing guys, also on the, the broadcast? Uh, what do you think of their takes?
1: I'm going to be honest, man. I didn't think much of them. I, I yeah. didn't think much of the whole broadcast crew that they brought in. It's almost like ESPN says, oh, these guys are our aces. Those guys know nothing about Mixed Martial Arts. Alright? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I, 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 I put them into categories that they're good at yeah and if you want me to respect the people the analysts that you have then have mixed martial arts guys talk about the fights DC Dominic Cruz Michael Bisping I don't know the guys that have done the sport and have done it for like decades those are the guys I respect I don't respect the hot shots that come in on on you know like what once or twice a year just to show off with Max Kellerman with his shades on, and you know, like, come on, man. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I respect you when it comes to boxing, what you got to say. I don't give a damn what you got to say when it comes to mixed martial arts, because that's not your sport, that's not your expertise, and it really comes across
0: when you guys talk about it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, I I respect Atlas and Kellerman a ton when they talk about boxing because they know their stuff for sure. But um, mixed martial arts is not their forte. Uh, you know, they they say a lot of things and it's just it one in one ear, out the other. And I think, uh, come on, you know, get get somebody that we're going to appreciate and respect and know that they've been through wars. They've been in there. Doesn't have to be a fighter, but. Somebody that's been covering the sport for a really long time or, you know, a former fighter, um, you know, I would really uh, appreciate that much more.
1: Yes, exactly. Somebody that we know, like an Ariel Hawani that has been covering the sport from its inception, from the beginning. Those are guys that I actually absolutely respect. I respect what they have to say. But for these other guys, like what Joe Rogan has said about Stephen A. Smith, he finds it hilarious because it's like he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. All right, that's great. Yeah, come yeah. on, in. come on. In. Why don't you tell me how it's supposed to be? That's great. It's not like yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: I guess bizarre. Yeah. Very bizarre. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, almost we'll put uh, the the main event to bed. But um, yeah, Poirier. Uh, do you think Poirier's got a good shot against Charles Oliveira? How do you think that fight turns out? I think that fight's awesome. I think that's. I think. I think that
1: fight's going to be an absolute war, and this animosity that was between those two guys. Well, that's not going to happen with these two guys. I believe the, they ultimately very much respect each other, and they're just going to. It's just going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle of attrition, uh, to see whose will will triumph. Like it's yeah. going to be a battle of will, a testament of skill, strength, like everything. Everything will be on display when those two men meet in the octagon. And I literally cannot wait for that to happen. I cannot no. wait for that point to happen.
0: Poirier says he needs some time off. He wants to hang out with his family and, you know, he, he's got that right. Um, I, I think they make it happen by the end of the year. But, um, yeah, I, I I love it. I wish, uh, you know, we would have it very soon. Um, I I appreciate champions and guys that are going for belts that are respectful that you know have that honor you know treat guys well uh for some reason uh the most popular guys like chel sonnen and conor mcgregor uh you know they're they're just this there's these bad guys and guys that you know don't don't garner a lot of respect and a lot of uh class and you know it's too bad that because i really wish You know, the highest pay-per-view ever would be Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier, and then we can kind of, uh, you know, stick these guys to the side that are, you know, really not very classy and not individuals that represent the sport well.
1: But here's the thing. We're talking about American fans. Yeah. They love that stuff. They eat it up. It's like, oh, yeah, villains. I love it. Like, it's just just what they love, right? And I guess we're different kind of fans where – we're we're cut from GSP stock, yeah. where you respect your opponent. You're there so, for the ultimate in competition. You just want to see who is the best at this particular sport in my weight division. That's all I want to know. Who's the best?
0: Two of the uh, biggest supporters of Conor over this whole thing have been Ronda Rousey and Colby Covington. Uh, you know, two real <laughs> types of people like that again, and they've been just. Uh, you know, so many stories. When you you know look up UFC news over the last couple of days, it's been Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, and a bit of Colby Covington. Um, but yeah, you're right. I guess uh, you know the American appetite for it uh, is there, and and they they like these uh, these bad guys, these villains, and you know I guess they'll still be part of the sport. Yeah, it it they always will be a part of the sport.
1: It's like if you can get that WWE type of character. And manifest it somehow then all of a sudden dana white's like Ugh, would you look at that that's <laughs> awesome i love that guy let's push him let's push him right and yeah. for the guy that's extremely respectful but really really good like charles Oliveira was for a super long time and it Very took him forever to finally get the belt well yeah then it's like you just kind of get lost in the shuffle until finally you work your way up to the point where it's like i don't know I've been on, like, a 20-fight win streak. Can I can I fight for the belt now? Can I do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. So, okay, well, uh, let's talk about a little bit more of the other combatants on the card. The co-main event, um, a really good battle between welterweight combatants, Gilbert Burns, and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. A uh, hell of a great battle. But, uh, yeah, Burns was definitely the better fighter in this one. Uh, Thompson was favored, but um, he wasn't able to in- inflict the same kind of damage that Burns did, and uh, Burns, uh, yeah, has a really good shot at getting up. He, does, he said he doesn't want a title shot right away. He wants one more before, but uh, what do you think of this one? I thought Burns' game plan
1: was pretty much perfect for Wonderboy Thompson. I thought it yeah. was perfect. He was patient. He didn't fall for his feints. And then once he shot, he shot with true conviction to try to get him on the ground. And then once he did get him on the ground, he took his time. He took yeah. his time, inchwormed up, made sure that he didn't give him too much space so that he could pop back up to his feet like as quickly as he could. Yeah. Even though he did manage to battle back to his feet, he didn't make it easy for Wonder Boy. He did not make that easy for yeah. him. And I thought that was definitely that's what won him
0: the fight that was it you right know. there yeah no he was um, yeah he was really good on his takedowns and he was uh, yeah he was able to stay at range and then when he got in he got some great clinches and uh, just um, yeah that was the most takedowns that he's ever had in a fight uh, three which is you know amazing for a guy that's so good on the ground uh, but yeah he was able to you know dominate a lot um wonder yeah it's too bad I was really kind of thinking that this was his last kind of shot to move up the ranks 38 years old uh maybe had a title shot if he wins this um but um yeah Burns just proved that he was superior that night great game plan uh, I love that Sanford MMA team I want to just uh, point out some of the guys that are on that team Henry Hoof is the head coach main guy uh incredible kickboxer uh, had a, a phenomenal kickboxing career, and he uh, started S- uh, Sanford MMA in, in, uh, in Florida. Uh, but they've got uh, just a, a murderer's row of guys. They've got Vito Belfort, Derek Brunson, Burns, obviously, Herbert Burns, Michael Chandler. They've got just uh, tons and tons and tons of amazing guys that fight out of that gym. Michael Johnson, yeah, on and on and on. Uh, Robbie Lawler still there. Nick Lentz, uh, Vicente Vicente Luque, just, yeah, just a crazy great camp. And no wonder, you know, guys are able to, you know, be at the top of the divisions and have great game plans going in.
1: Yeah, man, because uh, as they say, uh, the best sharpens the best. And then when you have, like, a camp like that, you're always being tested, always yeah. being tested. And it I think it helped Gilbert Burns with the fact that I believe didn't Luke already fight uh, Wonderboy Thompson earlier. Um, uh, I, yeah. I want to say that somebody from the camp has fought Wonderboy. And okay. so he had he had that knowledge already there. And then he brought somebody in that could actually emulate Wonderboy's style. So right. at Henry Hoofed, they came up with a great game plan. And also, too, Gilbert Burns, once he got into octagon, had to exercise said game plan. But he yeah. had to be patient. He had to not be frustrated by his – by uh, Wonder Boy's extreme movement and his evasiveness because he's extremely hard to hit once you're in there with him. You don't realize yeah. how hard he is until you're in there with him.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I do have a note here that they brought in a guy that uh, had faced um, – faced Wonderboy before Raymond Daniels and they okay. brought him in to do the training. So, um yeah. but I'll check on Luke in a sec. Um but yeah, no, it was impressive. I guess um the next fight in that division for the belt will be uh Colby Covington against Kamara Usman and Gilbert Burns will probably be uh first in line to to face the winner of that one. So, yeah, then that makes sense
1: because like Gilbert Burns, he's earned that because he's fought one of the toughest guys in that division to fight. And like, you need a game plan against Wonder Boy, or else you're you're not going to win against that dude. You're
0: just not. Yeah, fully on. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Uh, okay, this heavyweight battle between Ty of Austin and Greg Hardy didn't last very long. Uh, Hardy uh, rocked Tytue with a big shot. Went in for the kill, and uh, yeah, left himself a bit exposed, took a severe smashing left to the eye socket, put him down, and this fight was over in a minute and seven seconds. Tied to Iwasa with the third straight victory, and uh, knocked out a huge giant like Hardy. That was great to see. Yeah, that's why I love heavyweights, man. Fights can be pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But
1: uh, I, 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 could, I can understand why Hardy thought, he was great. he could go in for the kill because he got rocked. You could see two of us's legs stiffen up for a quick second, yeah. but he's a heavyweight. You, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful when you wade into the fire like that because yeah. he still has the power to turn your lights out, which is exactly what he did. And then after, that. he did a shoey. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he's getting these shoes from. I don't know if his team has, just has shoes ready. But i think he just took it from the crowd so he took a, a man's dirty shoe and just did it that guy's a wild man i love
0: him yeah love him. he did a few uh shoeys on the way out even uh, he asked for people to do it you know for him as he walked out and uh, yeah he's quite the character a lot of fun he uh, I, I i wish he would get in a bit better shape because i i think he could be you know definitely a contender in the division but uh, he's so fun. He's hilarious. He's quite the personality. And and doing these chewies, drinking beer out of a man's shoe. Oh, man, I hope I never ever have to subject myself to that. It's uh, disgusting, but it's uh, hilarious to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's that's two of us's thing. And I, I think nobody else is going to make it their thing. And you can keep <laughs> that's your thing. Yeah, uh, you're right. Um, yeah, Wonderboy did fight Vicente Luque. Uh, November 2019, so uh, yeah, not too far out, uh, and uh, Wonderboy won a decision over him, so they had 15 minutes to, yeah, see, break down, talk to Luke, a, uh, yeah, see what uh, you know worked for him and what didn't, so yeah, you're very right on that, uh, but that's Sanford MMA. Keep your eye on the guys that are coming out of there, man. Wow, they, they've they got a hell of a hell of a team. Uh, okay, I do, do kind of want to uh, go a little bit quick now, so Um, we can talk of women's bantamweight fight, great performance by Aldana, great to see a Mexican girl doing so well. And, and, uh, she ended up knocking out, the Kunitskaya and getting the, the big victory right at the end of the first round, uh, super impressive performance by her. And, uh, she is tough. She is one of the best girls out there.
1: Yeah. Like Kunitskaya came up very aggressive and looked good with a very kick heavy attack. But, unfortunately, Aldana is probably one of the best boxers in that division and yeah. showed it. Really, yeah. really, really showed it. Especially yeah. when they finally were, went to the ground and she was able to posture up and use a ground and pound and smashed her into oblivion, and that was the end of the fight.
0: Yeah, amazing left hook brought her down and then just um, incredible ground and pound to forced Herzog to to stop it. Um, the only blemish is Aldana missed weight by... Three and a half pounds. She lost 30% of her purse there. Uh, She said, you know, she doesn't want to get into it, but uh, some serious problems health-wise for her forced that miss. She apologized profusely, and uh, let's hope um, we don't see that again. But, um, yeah, amazing performance by her, and uh, she's only going to be moving up the ranks. Um, The fight that started off the main card was Sugar Sean O'Malley and Chris Mourinho and uh, this was my favorite fight of the night uh, I could not believe the heart and the chin on Mourinho he took every single one of Sean O'Malley's shots uh, the only problem was no head movement at all and just moving forward and just getting lit up like uh, 200 shots to the dome uh, not a good way to have your UFC debut but Um, A lot of fans of Mourinho now, I'm sure, because of the uh, zombie-like quality he showed and and was able to, you know, grind it out. Uh, I thought it was wrong that they stopped it. Uh, Herb Dean jumped in at the end. Uh, I think he deserved that 15 minutes. But, uh, uh, man, uh, this was my favorite fight of the night.
1: Yeah. I believe Herb Dean stopped it with 30 seconds left in the fight. He shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have done that because, from what I saw anyways, Herb, I know, was in the octagon, but from what I saw from the TV, it didn't look like he was, like, wobbly. It didn't look like he was out of it, out of his head. He was still – it looked like he was conscious and knew what he was doing, still marching forward, still marching through shots. The thing that amazed me was just the sheer amount of shots he took (laughs) with the fact that I think his team needs to teach him head movement is a good thing. Yeah, move your
0: head, son move yeah, yeah. like, yeah, your head get off that line, center line get off that center, center line like uh, O'Malley I think they were saying like 80% accuracy well I'm like yeah well I probably could have been pretty damn accurate the guy didn't move his head ever he just marched forward center line just all you had to do is throw punches straight and you're connecting with every single one of them it was crazy yeah and O'Malley also
1: too he showboated a bit he made it look really good and he did look good. He looked fantastic. He kept sniping him. But after a while, O'Malley must have been like, this guy's not falling. Okay. This is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I give credit yeah. to know, I think he made a lot more fans because of his uh, performance. And uh, yeah, man, I, I he was robbed, though. He should have been
0: able. He should have been allowed to finish that fight. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, They also moved the bonuses up to 75K k again. this card. USC 262 in May, they had the uh, initial $75,000 bonuses. Um, You asked for them to move it up, and they have. Uh, I hope that's done for good now, and we keep getting the 75K. It might be just for pay-per-views. It might be just for ones where they have full arenas. Uh, I have no idea, but... Um, they have moved it up to 75K. Both those guys both got the, the fight performance bonuses. The other one went to Tai Avassa, And uh, middleweight uh, Dreykus Duplessis, the South African, got the other 75,000. So. Um, okay, uh, yeah, let's uh, fly through the prelims a little bit. Um, the natural-born killer, Carlos Condit. Uh, good performance, but Max Griffin was uh, better on the night. Got the decision win. Um, yeah, what would you think of that one? I thought that Griffin
1: basically had Carlos Condit's number from the beginning. I thought he was better than him in the stand-up game. He had him figured out, especially with the leg kicks. He was taking away his base, taking away his legs, and he attacked yeah. his legs on both sides. Whatever front leg he had, he attacked it. And I yeah. think that eventually added up to the point that, you know, Griffin won the fight. So, yeah. I yeah, I was very impressed with how he attacked Condit and his uh, game plan for him going forward in that fight.
0: Yeah, you could tell Condit was feeling it. He had to switch stances many times, mm-hmm. orthodox to back to uh, left-handed. And, yeah, it was um, – Tough on him, uh, yeah. I was, I, I, I cheer for Condit. I, I kind of hope he does well, and I want to see him stick around. One of the legends, uh, you know, back to the WC days. But uh, yeah, Griffin Payne. Griffin was was the better fighter in this one. Uh, the welterweight battle between Nico Price and uh, Michelle Pereira. You talked about that being the fight of the night in your uh, eyes going into it. Uh, they didn't disappoint. Um, great, great battle. Uh, we saw a little bit more. Uh, uh, we see Ferreira do that flip again and uh, get mount. We saw him against Tristan Connolly do that before and lose. But this time he uh, ended up grinding out a decision victory. And uh, what would you think of this one? Well, he, he kind of kept his uh,
1: showboating to a minimum, I guess, yeah. in this particular fight. He actually fought sure. the man, fought well, fought on the outside, had great movement. And also, too, even though he seemed like, by far and away, I still don't know how he makes 170 pounds, by the way. He looks way bigger than that.
0: Way Always bigger. massive, isn't he? Yeah. yeah so
1: but he seemed like the quicker fighter. He has all those fast switch muscles. But Nico Price had a good game plan. It just he didn't have enough time to implement it. I think if it was yeah. a five-round fight, then Nico Price will probably win that fight because he knew that he had to wear down that guy's gas tank before he yeah. could actually take him out but he didn't have enough time to do that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I fully agree with um, so much of your commentary, especially Pereira being so big. I think he walks around 200 pounds. It's amazing that he can get down to 170. Uh, he just looks massive, but uh, he definitely gasses. Uh, he did in a few of the fights I've seen already, uh, and Price definitely took the third in dramatic fashion, was walking down, was hitting him hard, was putting a lot of hurt on him. Uh, You're right. Even if it was one more round, even if it was maybe another minute, I think Price uh, could have finished that fight and and had the victory. But, uh, yeah, it it was just a little too – too little, too late, and uh, uh, Pereira gets the victory in it. Yeah, yeah, a little too – too little, too late. But
1: um, I think going forward, that's what uh, uh, anybody's opponent for Pereira, that would be their game plan. Wear on him. Wear that gas tank down. And then you can take him
0: out. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about the other performance of the night. Uh, Drakis Duplessis uh, gets the knockout victory over Trevin Giles. A uh, minute and 41 seconds into the second round. Uh, Duplessis, um, man, he's he is uh, a tough guy. Huge right hand that dropped Giles. And uh, just a couple more shots on the ground and it was over. Um, yeah, Giles is no joke. Uh, He came in three straight wins, looking really good in his last performances. Um, But uh, Duplessis uh, was super impressive. Yeah, because Duplessis, he has traditional Muay Thai
1: fighting style. Hands up, hands guarding the face, chin tuck. Now, Giles doesn't do that, hands down. If you're going to fight like that, you need to actually be like a Roy Jones Jr. You need to have superhuman reactions. You need to have that if you're going to fight like that. And if you slip just once, that's all it will take. And you will be knocked out. And that's exactly what happened. I think he threw the punch after, and then uh, Duplassi came off the cage with the right. I think Jaws was appreciating his handiwork for a split second too long. right? And then he got popped, and then that was it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough um, to watch Giles fight because you're like, okay, you know, it's it's good to have your hands down for a little bit, but, you know, you got to keep your guard up because just one of those babies has got to get through there and, you know, you're, you're, you're done. Um, it's, uh, it must drive his corner crazy to see those hands so far down and not protecting his head at all. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I, I understand if that's going to be your style going forward. But you also, too, you have to know that these are the chances you you take. And you have to be so extremely focused at all times if you want to fight like that. Because you can't can't have any distractions in that fight at all. No. At all. Or else that's going to happen to you and you're going to go to sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you sure are. Yeah. Uh, Any other fights you want to talk about? Uh, A few on the early prelims, but... um... Uh, anything that jumps out at you?
1: Uh, the only one that jumps out at me was I just want to say the Zuma Gulov fight with, against Riviera was the standing guillotine choke. Super yeah. impressive, especially with yeah. the wicked angle that he took because it turned into a modified neck crank up against his chest along with the standing guillotine choke. It was nasty, it was vicious, and it was awesome to see. Great win by Zuma Gulov.
0: I heard John Alex say that that was his first submission win ever. So that was kind of shocking. Like uh, to yeah. have that crazy of a choke uh, modified like that, front doing it, you know, all the things that he had to do to make that happen. Uh, yeah. yeah, to be his first submission, Victor, ever, uh, pretty incredible. Yeah,
1: no, that was incredible. Like, especially with the way that he locked it up, it was just, it was nasty, man. When I looked at that, I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God! I would tap right away. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was pretty wild. That was that was a fight to kick off the night, and it was uh, yeah, pretty wild. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, great card as always. Uh, Two sixty four was phenomenal. So many good fights, and I enjoyed myself a ton. Uh, I I know you were sick and uh, didn't get a chance to see it to yesterday, but uh, I'm glad you. Yeah, we're able to check it out and break it down, man. Uh, a lot of fun. I, I, I really uh, – I thought it was a good top to bottom.
1: No, no. It was it a great card, great fight. Unfortunately, uh, the last fight was a little bit anticlimactic because of the McGregor injury. But yeah. at the end of the day, all in all, it was a very, very, very good card.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, next Saturday coming up, we've got uh, Makachev against Tiago Moises. Uh, as the main event there. Uh, what do you think we're going to see in that one?
1: Uh,
0: oh, yes.
1: Uh, well, Makachev, oh, man, he's just such a nasty fighter. He's so nasty. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I expect an all-out war on all levels, on all yeah. levels for this fight. I expect both fighters to be very, very much prepared, but I think Makachev's. he comes out the winner on this. Somehow, some way, whatever way it does, However, it ends up, he, he's going
0: to win somehow. Yeah, uh, DC always talks super highly of him. Uh, he comes out of the same camp, and um, uh, Khabib uh, said uh, once he was gone, that um, yeah, they don't have any champions anymore there. But uh, they say that he's he's one of the next guys to be the champion, and uh, yeah, look out for him. Uh, yeah, I think he he I think he takes this and um, yeah, keeps moving up the ranks. Uh, Nineteen and one record and. And looking phenomenal. Uh, we see the return of Misha Tate. Uh, she retired, and we just didn't think she was ever going to come back, but she decided to get back in there, and she fights a, a real tough opponent in Marion Renal. Ooh, she didn't make it easy for
1: herself, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> that is, no. that no. is that is not a gimme fight whatsoever. Um, I'm curious to see how she'll look in the first couple of minutes whether yeah. it'll, it'll be extremely rusty or if she'll look pretty good like yeah. she might look she might have a ton of ring rust and if she does have that ton of ring rust then I believe Renal runs away with this this victory. she runs yeah. away with this.
0: Yeah, you're right yeah I agree. yeah uh, lots of good fighters on the card Jeremy Stevens is there Gabriel Benitez. Uh, we've got uh, Daniel Rodriguez fighting on the the as the feature prelim. Uh, A ton of, um, a lot of other guys that are sort of uh, no names, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a great card as always. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. And and, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to break down with you. Um, There's just a couple other uh, things I wanted to mention. Uh, Khabib has said that um, UFC has continued to call him And uh, ask him if he'll come back, please. Uh, He said he just turned down a GSP fight. Uh, Disappointingly. um, Yeah, he just came out and said that uh, the other day.
1: What? Oh, man. I I thought that would be the fight that he would actually come back for. Yeah. But, hey, uh, he's a man of his word. He said that uh, his mom wanted him to stop, so he stopped. I, I. I respect that. I, I respect the heck out of that. So, if, if that's it for him, then that's it for him. So, yeah, he made peace with it clearly.
0: Uh, uh, Dominic Cruz said that um, he's asked Sugar Sean O'Malley for uh, a fight uh, going on over a year. And uh, he said that uh, the Sugar's been ducking him.
1: Wait, Sugar Sean O'Malley, the guy that talks nonstop, is ducking somebody? wow that's that's amazing i I would have thought that that guy would take on all comers and he wouldn't be afraid of anybody but apparently I guess he's afraid of Mr Dominic Cruz yeah interesting.
0: so interesting. very interesting yeah but I can see them making that fight soon uh yeah when when guys take to Twitter and saying they're ducking usually uh you know they want to prove them wrong and uh, get get uh get fighting so uh yeah a lot of uh yeah, a lot of uh, funny things are coming out. Uh, there, was this, uh, there was this girl. She has a uh, personality. She kind of got famous YouTube, social media. Her name is Addison Ray, And uh, she went on her social media channel and said that she got a job as one of the uh, girls that do post-fight interviews with uh, the fighters. And she said, I, I did three months of broadcasting school to get this job uh yay i'm in the ufc and there was so much backlash over her that supposedly the ufc fired her and uh they barely even used her on saturday night Uh, i didn't personally see any of her um yeah any of her interviews but um she took the when she took to twitter and said three months broadcasting all that work hard work to get this job uh The backlash was too big for the UFC to keep her, and they fired her uh, barely even used her. It was pretty hilarious.
1: She's not very smart. You don't don't put out, like, you're you're talking about people that that's their career, and they put in years of schooling to get to that point. And not just years of schooling. Then they had to disappear somewhere into the Midwest in a small town, get their chops, and then come back to the big markets and then become who they were. And yeah. then you are managed to get this gift. And it's a gift of getting into a big spot after your three months of broadcasting. And then you want to show off on Twitter. You're a fool.
0: Yeah. A not fool, too smart. Not, not too smart. At. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy to be hired and fired the same weekend. And uh, yeah, barely even seen it all. So. We'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see where she pops up next. Uh, the final thing is for me is um, Dana White uh, posted a picture of Jessica Eye's third eye that she had closed on oh. Saturday night. Uh, Thirteen stitches across her forehead to uh, close that nasty, nasty gash she had. Uh, it looks ugly, but uh, that was brutal. Uh, But I was amazed that the corner people, somehow they had that stopped bleeding for most of that third round. And uh, she almost uh, got out without having the blood on her face. But uh, that opened up really bad from that headbutt. It was pretty brutal.
1: Pretty brutal. But the cut man, whoever was working on Jessica I in that corner, did an exemplary job. Because I was shocked that it wasn't just gushing as soon as she came out for that third final
0: I I kept looking at it thinking, man, how the hell did they stop it from gushing? It it took, I would say, over four minutes before it started bleeding again. And uh, yeah, impressive performance by the cut man there. So uh, you said you had something to mention uh, before we go. Uh, You had something to talk about. We haven't rehearsed it. We haven't talked about it. Tell tell me what you have for our viewers and listeners. Okay, so basically,
1: I I wanted to make because uh, it, it's been bothering me. So I wanted to make a, uh, an amendment, correction to uh, uh, comments I made about the Canada Day holiday, all right? I, okay. I, wanted to, I wanted to add something to that because I educated myself a little bit more about um, why there was a call for the cancellation of the holiday because I really didn't know, all right? And also too, I, I, I said something incredibly insensitive during that part where I said, it's part of the cancel culture absolutely it's not no okay. it's not it, it okay. is not a part of that whatsoever it goes it cuts much deeper to the heart of the matter of like you know about all of us wanting to be canadian but unfortunately there's a certain uh there's a certain group of us that doesn't feel it as much because there's a dark history associated with that okay okay yeah so, So then after the discoveries of the hundreds of bodies of the indigenous children in unmarked graves at former residential schools, the outrage of the First Nations people can and would not be held back. And I understand that, and it shouldn't be held back. It's the dismantling and genocide of a culture has been a pervasive fact for the First Nations people for a very long time. The damage done to these proud people can be seen today still. I don't know what the answer is to right these wrongs, but I do know that one day of reconciliation reflection doesn't cut it. There has to be more. Increased awareness is a start and more programs that will help uplift and heal these deep wounds inflicted upon these people is needed. We need to help restore the dignity and honor of the First Nations people, the first Canadians here in this country. That's what I wanted to say, um, because as we go along here and as they still continue to do their investigations, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be right on this. Hundreds will turn to thousands. Thousands may be even more than that. And uh, and that's the dark part of our history that needs to be known to everybody here, because as proud Canadians, we also we don't leave anybody behind. No race, no culture is left behind. We need to bring everybody up with us so that one day we can all be proud of where we live and what, what we see as the
0: flag, the Canadian maple leaf.
1: Cool. Nice. That's, it. That's what I want. Uh,
0: did anything uh, precipitate you wanting to say that? Did you? Uh, I know when I brought it up, uh, we hadn't discussed it before, and you were kind of surprised to hear that there was, uh, you know, uh, calls to cancel Canada Day. Um, you know, I never mean to do that to you. Maybe we should have had a discussion before, but uh, I didn't do it that day. Um, is there anything, uh, that, any discussions you had, uh, more that, that you looked into it, or, or why, why did it come out today? It
1: came out today because, yes, there was a discussion I had. Uh, there was a discussion I had with a certain individual where she she likened what was happening with the Canadians, I mean, sorry, but the First Nations people with my race, Blacks. And if I am to look at it in that perspective, in that lens, how could I not see it through their eyes? How could I not see the pain and the struggle that they've been going through this entire time. How could I not be one with them? Those are fellow brothers and sisters. Yes, they're first nations, but we've kind of gone through the, we, we've walked the same path of humiliation, the indignities done to us. And then also to the trials and the tribulations and all of that. Once I saw that for myself, I knew that I needed to say more, because at the end of the day, I do—I never want to be a hypocrite about this stuff. Never. That's not me. That's not who I am.
0: Yeah. 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 No. Well said. Um, I appreciate your your feedback. Um, I don't. um, You know, I don't see. I, I didn't see it as a cancel culture type of move, but. You know, I thought you were right on by saying that in a lot of ways, because uh, we are seeing uh, somebody when they say something controversial, all of a sudden just being dismissed and get rid of them, cancel them. And uh, so that's something that's, you know, top of mind. Um, But um, yeah, unfortunately, we have this dark history and dark past. Uh, I I definitely don't want to forget about it, but I don't want to say that uh, moving forward, we shouldn't celebrate this great nation. Uh, I think it is one of the most diverse nations on the planet and um, we're well-liked by almost everybody on, in the world and it's nice to be, I think, uh, in, that, in that way and I think, you know, we have uh, set a really good example for the world that you can, uh, you know, include everybody and uh, for the most part get along and have a good culture.
1: Yes, yes, and I think will continue to keep setting that standard by being accepting of other people's pain, and I think as we continue to keep doing that, then as a nation we grow stronger.
0: Cool. That's what yeah. I Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you said that, and uh, yeah, thanks for getting that off your chest. And and um, yeah, I, I'm sure the discussion will continue. Uh, we're you know we're going to be having more. Uh, Independent Day, more Canada Day is coming. And uh, and you're right. Uh, you know, I think they're going to find thousands of more bodies um, outside of every residential school in this whole entire country. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think the worst is behind us for sure.
1: No, no. But I, I, like I said before, awareness is the first step. And then so once we're all aware, we all know that the, there's still a lot more work that needs to be done. But all of us are responsible for that work,
0: every single one of us. Cool, yeah. Okay, well, um, this was fun. Uh, We had a hell of a lot to cover, uh, tons of sports. Uh, This was one of my favorite weekends. I just had a blast. Uh, Great to see the UFC. Great to party for the Euro Cup. Uh, Great to have so much going on. And, um, yeah, we uh, (laughs) – week frozen uh frozen picture here for a second but uh yeah uh fantastic weekend thanks so much for breaking it down with me as always and i'm glad you got off a little early so you could get a workout in and then do this and uh yeah enjoy the rest of your evening and uh let's talk through the week uh let's definitely talk on on wednesday uh when game four happens definitely we will be doing that my friend
1: and uh yeah. Yeah, man. I, I look forward to the rest of the games for the finals and I look forward to seeing what's going to happen. How long is this finals going to go? Is it going to go to game seven or is it just going to go to yeah. game six? I don't know, but I'm yeah. super excited to find out.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Milwaukee has to win a game on the road. Uh, they can't win uh, just their games at home and win the series. But I, I, yeah, after that game, I, I kind of feel like it's going seven now. Yeah, me
1: too. I do. I I, I really feel like that. I feel that Giannis is is beginning to really hit his stride, so to speak. So, Let's go.
0: Let's go. Let's see what (laughs) happens. I'm excited. Sounds good, buddy. Okay, man. I appreciate it, as always. Talk to you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Cheers. Bye for now. Okay. Wow. Uh, Fantastic uh, podcast. Uh, Lots of subjects covered there. And uh, yeah, it's great to hear Jason. Um, Yeah, I wanted to clarify some comments that he made that he wasn't, uh, that didn't sit right with him, as he said. I don't want to add too much more. Uh, He said what he's going to say, and that was great. Um, But uh, yeah, I do want to mention our partners and sponsors. Let's pull up our website real quick, and uh, we'll get an opportunity to uh, show them to you. Uh, As always, Anchor has been a great partner and sponsor for Complete Sports Media. Phenomenal at posting on multiple podcast platforms. They call themselves the easiest place to make a podcast. Just go to anchor.fm and follow the details. Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance, and value. And you know what? The V350 stick is a can't miss for your shopping list. Uh, Pampas and Possibilities, they design and sell dried florals, do floral arrangements and installations. They're designers of handmade, curated, pretty things with West Coast vibes at reasonable prices. And Forever Living, the aloe vera company, they grow and manufacture aloe vera-based products for health and beauty. So, yeah, thank you so much to our partners and sponsors as always. Uh, I want to say this podcast is dedicated to my niece and nephew, uh, Lee and Evelyn Sheehan and uh, yeah I uh, I do this for my loved ones and uh, they are uh, near the top if not the top of the list and um, yeah great uh, podcast as always. Jason uh, thanks so much um, you got some great insight lots of uh, humor and um, yeah nice to be able to break down a weekend of sports. I always look forward to to this and um yeah, thanks again to all our viewers and listeners. Uh, keep up your support and go to our websites, completemedianetwork.com, and you could find all of the sister sites off the Big Parent site there. So uh, love you guys lots. Take care of yourself. Bye for now. We'll talk soon.